What's up, Clemson Nation, and welcome into the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Happy Friday. Hopefully, you all are having a great day so far, wherever you're listening to this. I am your host, Ellis Tolbert. We're going to be talking more about the spring depth chart conversation. We want to talk about the defensive line, the linebacker, the secondary. We might even tap into the special teams a little bit. And at the end, I'll give you my thoughts on what to expect out of this team for 2021 coming out of spring. All of that more right here on Locked On Clemson. Follow me on Twitter at Ellis Tolbert. That's at E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B. E-R-T for more conversation. I'd love to have it with you there. And subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast. You can get that wherever you get your podcast for free. That way you can get the episodes as they drop when they drop. You don't want to miss a single one. This channel is going to keep you up to date with all things Clemson athletics. Please rate and review the show if you will. That will help us out more than you know. Spring depth chart conversation. Let's get after it. All right, first up here at Locked On Clemson, we're going to be talking about the defensive line, a group that I'm very excited about, very high on because I think they have a chance to be special. Will they be 2018 Power Rangers special? Not exactly sure. They have a chance to be really, really good. Along with the linebackers, this front seven is going to be absolutely dirty. I'm talking straight up nasty, much more consistent for us as well. Imposing is something we haven't seen in the last few seasons. No offense to the past few teams, but these guys have a chance to bring it home for us. Now, we've already seen some attrition to this defensive line before the season even started. Starts, had a couple of upperclassmen guys like Jordan Williams and Niles Pinkney go ahead and make it out to the transfer portal and have successfully found new teams. And as of Wednesday, senior defensive end Justin Foster has gone ahead and medically retired. His career has come to a close, uh, citing COVID and asthma. Just really took a big toll on his body and unable to really recover from it. I want to wish best wishes for the kid and his health and career going forward. I know that Dabo is going to honor his uh, scholarship. He's already graduated from Clemson University and he's probably going to serve in some form of a player coach capacity for 2021. Uh, we always need that when you have young guys help bring these young guys up, help out when a player coach or a uh, position coach just can't do it. It's hard to really work individual with guys on technique. So it's good to have a guy like that. But outside of that, everyone that was a major contributor for 2020 is going to be returning for the defensive line. I'm excited about that. We'll talk about the defensive ends first. Those guys have the biggest battles coming out of spring and fall. I only know of one guy that I think is going to be starting. The other guys is kind of up for grabs. Same for the defensive tackles. I think those guys are pretty much set and then it's everyone else behind them. But we'll talk about the defensive ends first. The guy that I know that will be a starter game one against Georgia will be Miles Murphy. 6'5", 275 pound, true sophomore. He's the highest rated player along the defensive line for Clemson according to PFF at 85.2. He also had the most snaps in 2020 with 414. The next closest guy was KJ Henry at 384. Miles Murphy is everything that his recruitment said he was and then some. The kid is a monster. I think he might have even been the best run stopper in college football in his freshman season. We really have a gem in this guy and I'm excited about his growth throughout the years. He's going to be one of those guys. Imagine if he was a part of the Power Rangers. He would have made a big impact as he did without any kind of inclination that he would be that good for us. Uh, And you know, the crazy thing about Miles Murphy is that, you know, he had to be thrown in there because of injuries and COVID situations with Justin Foster and Xavier Thomas being out for 2020. So we really found out how good he was because we had to throw him to the wolves and he did a really great job. The other side is kind of up for grabs though with KJ Henry and Xavier Thomas, a guy I already mentioned. Xavier Thomas didn't spend a whole lot of time playing last season due to COVID. Really kind of affected him too. Lost a little weight, lost a little burst, lost a little speed uh, and strength. But I imagine he's back healthy this year. He'll probably be back to the 265 to 70 range. I am expecting him to really, really show us what he's 
got. His freshman season, you know, great when he's coming in for Cleveland Furl and Austin Bryant. Sophomore season, kind of disappointing. He had that sophomore slump. And then last year, his junior year, we all know was kind of taken away from him by COVID. He's going to be battling KJ Henry, a guy who also is kind of dealing with the ups and downs of playing college football. Just we, I don't think we've seen the full capacity of KJ Henry's talent yet. I think he's still working towards that. He's got great size at 6'5", 255 pounds. We'll see what happens. If he can get on and going, this battle is going to be great. <laughs> it's really going to be good. So I think the alpha of the defensive end group is going to be Miles Murphy. He's going to start on one side and the other side is going to be a KJ Henry, Xavier Thomas or situation. Uh, you know, whoever comes out first, it doesn't matter because they're going to play uh, probably equal snaps so long as they're both healthy. Uh, but some other guys behind them that are going to get some playing time. Greg Williams is going to get a chance to. He's still new to the position, did not play defensive end in high school, but he has great body, great arms, 6'4", 260 pounds. The more he learns, the better he'll be for Clemson in the future. And then Justin Mascal, a 6'3", 255-pound redshirt junior who's had 377 snaps last season. Now, he graded really low, of course, uh, according to PFF, but still, he's learning as well. More time for him in the system is it's going to be a good thing. So I think that's going to be your starter. It's going to be Miles Murphy and KJ Henry or Xavier Thomas on the other side. Going to the defensive tackles, though, this is open and shut. It's going to be Brian Brzee and Tyler Davis, without a doubt. Both guys are fantastic players. They are the alpha dogs along the defensive line. And I think they will end up being, you know, co-ACC defensive player of the year type thing. <laughs> those guys are that good. But at the same time, I want to see what happens behind those guys. There's a lot of players behind them. Tyler Davis is going to have a guy like Ruka Roro, Darnell Jeffries, uh, Trey Williams behind him. And on the other side, you're going to have DeMonte Capehart at Noza Rubin. Uh, you could have a guy like Peyton Page, who I think really is going to make a difference early on just because of size. 6'4", potentially going to be 340, 350 pounds. An earth mover type guy, just even just to clog up space. There's a lot of competition behind the starters. But again, I think it's going to be settled with Tyler Davis and Brian Brzee. I think the next guys off the bench will be a combination of Darnell Jeffries and a guy like Trey Williams. I think he'll have a chance to get in there and play because he got a lot of experience this season. Don't forget Cape Hart. He's got a chance to do it. Ruben, Roro. <laughs> There's just so many guys to pick. But I think what's the most important thing to look at coming out of spring is what are you going to do if you're back? Wherever you end up on the depth chart after spring is all said and done, are you going to put in the work during the summer and fall to come in and have a chance to be the starter in some situations or the first guy off the bench? What are you going to do? I'm looking for a lot of these younger guys to step up, but I'm excited about this. Again, my starters are going to be Miles Murphy, Brian Brzee, Tyler Davis, and KJ Henry and uh, Xavier Thomas as an or situation. We'll see what happens. It could shake up a lot. We'll see what happens in the spring game. <laughs> I can't wait to actually watch it because that's going to help us determine what we're looking at. So, uh, you know, <laughs> these guys just have a chance to be really special. Again, there's a lot of players, a lot of youth along the defensive line, but a lot of upperclassmen in the right spot. You never want to have youth being your starters and your upperclassmen being backup consistently. You want to have these younger guys learning behind the upperclassmen guys. And right now, you're pretty much loaded with upperclassmen guys. So let's get after it. I'm excited to see what this defensive line can do. Coming up in the next segment, though, we're going to be talking about the linebackers and the secondary. We want to get into those guys because they are going to play an integral part to this entire defense. Secondary specifically because they had a pretty troubling season in 2020. More of that in just a few seconds here at Locked On Clemson. But before I do that, let me tell you about my friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are still in full swing. 
BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, rumors are swirling about how long Albert Pujols has left in baseball. Is he the best player of his generation? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're all in here at Locked On Clemson. Thanks for sticking with us. Second segment underway. We're going to be talking about the secondary now, a group that did not have a whole lot of success in 2020, a group that needs some progression. I want to see what these guys look like coming out of spring, getting ready, going into the fall camp. I also want to talk about the linebackers in this segment, so I'm going to keep it a little short between both of these guys because we want to talk a little bit about special teams in the final segment and my thoughts. So let's go ahead and get into it. I thought the cornerbacks did better than the safeties last season. Uh, Darian Kendrick missed a lot of games, a lot of mental stuff, a lot of stuff that he was supposedly in the love shack with Dabo Swinney about. Hopefully he has his head screwed on right this year, ready to go out there and be the dominant player that he has been before. We want to see what he can do. He had a lot of snaps, but at the same time, (laughs) we need him to be our top player because he is one of those guys that's going to be moving on after this season. He's a senior, six foot 190. On the other side, you had a combination of guys. Sheridan Jones got a lot of playing time and Andrew Booth. 335 snaps for Andrew Booth, 300 snaps for Sheridan Jones. We want to see these guys guys really step up. I'm excited about what they can do. They've got some younger guys coming in that will push for playing time, but we'll get into this. So I think the starters are going to be Darian Kendrick and Andrew Booth. I don't think there's going to be a or with Sheridan Jones this season, because I think Sheridan Jones, while he's a great player, I think Andrew Booth's talent at some point is going to take over. Andrew Booth, according to PFF, was a better cornerback at 74.7 to Sheridan Jones 65.1. A lot of that has to do with what's happening on the other side if they're having to split up a little bit or one having to do a different coverage based off of what's happening in the absence of Darian Kendrick. So I I think we'll figure that out. I think a guy like Mario Goodrich is going to get pushed down in the competition this season. You know, he's a senior, but I think there's a lot of talent coming back. You're talking about a guy like Malcolm Green, Fred Davis. These guys are really good players in their own right. Malcolm Green is versatile because he can play uh, cornerback. He can play nickel safety. He can play a lot of different things. So I think Malcolm Green is going to be a factor. Again, Sheridan Jones, another guy guy who I think is really good. And then you're bringing in the 6'2", 180-pound true freshman Nathaniel Wiggins, who I think is going to have a good chance to be a lot like a guy who came from the same high school and is now playing pro football in A.J. Terrell. I think these guys are really going to compose that group, but I think the first off the bench are going to be Darian Kendrick and Andrew Booth Jr. Let's switch gears and talk about the safeties now, a group that I thought had the worst time out of all the groups defensively last season uh, just was a different vibe. I know a lot of people you know, really miss having Kayvon Wallace and Tanner Muse, but that's just the lesson of, hey man, don't be sad about something when it's gone. Appreciate it while it's there. I know a lot of people used to talk about how Kayvon Wallace was too slow and you know wasn't consistent in tackling and Tanner Muse was getting beat all over the field in coverage, but I guarantee you if we had a chance to have those guys back last season, we would have had them. These two guys are in the NFL. Kayvon Wallace is playing. Tanner Muse is playing. Of course, they had to change his position and injuries came in, but these guys are in the NFL. So we really need that kind of production or better out of the guys 
that we have coming back if we want to be really successful because teams are now throwing the ball over the yard no more of this rpo they're throwing the ball all over the yard because they know that they can do that this secondary has to step up so let's go ahead and talk about it nolan turner is coming back for his sixth season that's going to be a big deal 564 snaps last year pretty much on the field all game uh you know he's actually really good at baiting people as well getting sneaky good interceptions because they don't think that he can cover ground he's not a 4-4 type 40 guy but he has football quickness so i like what we have in him and he's also a very experienced player being on the program for six seasons now he's really got to you know get some of that knowledge into some of these younger guys because i saw a lot of mental mistakes from these guys but this season these guys have to be ready to go so let's talk about some of the other guys behind him landon zanders the other safety spot i didn't think had the greatest season I, you know coming in his debut i thought that he would be a little bit better when it comes to coverage he was known as a ball hawking type guy but last year a lot of mental mistakes i'm not saying that he can't recover from that i absolutely think he will but if we're going to be elite we have to get these two safeties on the same page and behind those guys you really have to develop the talent uh very very poor play out of tyler venables uh he was the worst rated secondary player for us last season uh and some of that's because you know he's playing safety at clemson where he didn't play safety full-time in high school he was kind of a quarterback and safety type deal you know playing both ways iron man type thing great kid and he's brent venable's son i know that they're going to get things worked on but there's a lot of things he just were out of place for he'll work on that and we'll be better joseph charleston a guy behind nolan turner directly behind him a lot of times getting the start 502 snaps you got to be better for landon zanders the guys behind him ray thornton and jalen phillips you got to get these guys ready to play if they are not prepared to play you're not going to have a whole lot of success you absolutely have to have these guys ready and i think clemson will i think the plan for them going forward is being able to use a guy like malcolm green uh he can be that x factor because he can play safety both safety positions he can play the nickel safety position and he can play cornerback so play him more he's got the right attitude the right aggression uh he's good with his hands and feet he's got decent speed and very smart player so we want to get this guy on the field more so again for my starters in the secondary you've got darian kendrick in the boundary you've got andrew booth in the field at strong safety you're going to have landon zanders and at free safety you're going to have nolan turner as a nickel safety i think you can do a couple of things you can actually move back trent simpson or use a guy like barrett carter we'll talk about that in just a few seconds or you can use malcolm green or sheridan jones in that position i think those guys can really do that nickel or dime a doom look for clemson defensively I, I think these guys have a chance to be really good if they can be focused and improve on what happened last year and i think it's a blurring thing that they know hey we've got to work let's talk about the linebackers though the linebackers are not going to take a whole lot of time because these guys are paid in full <laughs> i'm excited about this linebacker group it's going to be headed off by sixth year linebacker jamie skalsk he already looks like he's amped from the interviews right now he came back score to settle he just has to keep his head up when he's tackled <laughs> we cannot afford him to be uh, ejected from any more games the last two playoff games when he's been ejected the wheels fell off i don't know what happens it's like uh, they just forget what to do when he's gone but jamie skalski is going to be the leader of this defense he gets everybody in the right position in both sides uh for the guys in front of him and behind him and he's just a ruthless nasty player that i enjoy he's what linebackers should be you also have Balin specter coming back playing that will linebacker spot and over at the sam spot you're going to have new starter in Trenton Simpson taking over for Mike Jones Jr. who left for Louisiana State University uh I don't know I, I can't tell you anything about that but anyway so these guys are going to be your starters in 2021 I'm excited about seeing how Clemson uses a guy like Trent Simpson if they use him kind of like Vic Beasley an edge rusher that can also come back and man the flats and also work with tight ends I think you'll have a great time but if you're out there having him trying to play safety middle field safety kind of like you did with Isaiah Simmons I don't think that's going to work I don't think he has that kind of athleticism but great player excited to see how they use him you can do this with Barrett
Brett Carter because he's the type of guy that can cover and knock your block off. We'll see what happens though. Trent Simpson's going to be the starter. But at Mike, you're going to have Jamie Skalski and over at Will, you're going to have Balin Spector. Behind those guys, again, Barrett Carter is going to be behind uh, Trent Simpson. I think you're also going to see some guys like Keith McGuire out there getting in some playing time. At the Mike position, you're going to see a battle between Vontae Bentley and Kane Patterson and Jake Venables. There's a lot of guys in that rotation that could actually get out there and play. I'm excited to see what happens. I know a lot of people are rooting for a guy like uh, Vontae Bentley to really get some playing time. A lot of people are kind of low on Jake Venables, but you have to understand Jake Venables is in the same position as Jamie Skalski was when he was first at Clemson. A lot of people didn't want him on the field. Now we don't want to imagine Jamie Skalski not being on the field. And then over at the will position, I think you'll see some more of that. Jeremiah Trotter, another new player. You'll also see Keith McGuire getting some play on the other side. And I think you can also possibly see Barrett Carter getting some play over there as well. I think the linebacker group and this front seven is going to help out the secondary. They're going to get some covered sacks, but they're also going to get some sacks and interceptions based off of quarterbacks being rushed heavily, having no time to do anything. These guys are going to be in the right position. When you have that synergy between all three phases, all three levels of defense, that's when you're elite. The sky is the limit for this Clemson defense. Coming up in just a few seconds, though, we're going to be talking about special teams and my final thoughts coming out of spring for the Clemson Tigers right here at Locked On Clemson. Go behind the scenes of the game that you love and get all the sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Each week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, and media members, all the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to the Rejecting the Screen podcast wherever you get your podcast. Final segment of the Locked On Clemson podcast this year, and we're going to talk special teams because they need love too. You've got upperclassmen playing in those positions in kicker and punter. Now we're going to be also talking about kick return and punt return because that's important as well. But I think the special teams at Clemson finally have a chance to be elite. Not only do you have these upperclassmen who's played a lot of football for Clemson and had a lot of time to really work on their craft, but also now you have a dedicated staff coaching them. Bill Spires, father of punter Will Spires, is now the special teams coordinator. You also have Mickey Kahn, who is also the safeties coach, coming in and assisting Bill Spires in special teams. That's always gonna make you better. Again, senior BT Potter has put it all together now. He was one of the bright spots of 2020, very accurate and very consistent. You also have Will Spires, who's starting to pull it together again. He should have because he's coming back for his sixth season as a Clemson Tiger. That's going to help us out more than you guys really realize. BT Potter and Will Spires had some problems with short kicks. For some reason, both of these guys could not get short kicks down. BT Potter would miss a 29-yard field goal wide right, but he'd go out and make a 56-yard field goal like he was doing in his dream. I, I don't understand it. And same with Will Spires. If you need 
needed him to cough and corner something that was 20 yards, he's going to kick it out of the back of the end zone. It was going to be a shank. But if you needed him to kick a 70-yard bomb, he's going to do it. And it's going to look really good. Having these guys put it all together is really going to help out the defense. Twofold, really. We know how important it is that B.T. Potter kicks it out of the end zone every single time. That prevents any kind of return. They're going to start on the 25 every single time. Great field position for the defense, not so much for the opposing offense. If Will Spire's kicking really good out there, he's going to put the opposing offense in a really bad field position that's going to help the defense out. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, having a guy like B.T. Potter being very consistent is going to help out the offense because you're going to get points. Points are pretty much guaranteed. The fact that if you stall out at the 41, B.T. Potter can probably make that field goal. You don't have to worry about punting. You can actually go out there, get those points. Previously, it was kind of iffy. Again, short kicks just was not translating with B.T. Potter, but he finally put it together. He's putting it between the uprights, and we look good because of that. I'm excited about it because anytime you have good special teams, that's going to help you out. If, if you're good in all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, there's a chance you're going to be really good and win national championships, win Super Bowls, et cetera, et cetera. So this is what we're looking for. As far as return game goes, I want to see a return for a touchdown this season. That's an explosive play that can give your team extra juice, that can get you out of uh, a lull, that can give you the momentum. That's the one thing, in my opinion, that I think separates us between Alabama and Oklahoma and Ohio State and teams like that is that they have guys that are really good at getting long returns or touchdowns. We haven't had that in a long time. I think the last guy was like Ray Ray or something. We want to see a guy going out there and making explosive plays for us. Amari Rogers did a great job. He just didn't get into the end zone very often. So we need to see that. That's going to help your team out. Does Will Shipley get a crack at kick return, a punt return? Does Lynn J. Dixon stay out there at kick return? What about Michael Dukes? What about Justin Ross? Is he out there maybe? I don't know, but they need to figure something out. That's, all, that's always going to give you a jolt. So my thoughts coming out of this to end this is coming out of spring, I want to see a focused team. I want to see a determined driven team, a team that is going to play like they just got their butts handed to them on a platter the last two postseasons. I want to see a team that's ready to go from the spring game all the way to the ACC championship to the national championship and still be hungry. Win the national championship, you're hoisting the trophy, but still be hungry. I want to see what happens though now where you've had two seasons where you've been humbled. I also want to know what happens with this coaching staff. I want these guys to have these guys prepared, ready to go all season. Last year, I'll be honest with you. I don't feel like they were prepared all season. Now, COVID did do its thing, but when you get to the postseason, it's just they weren't prepared. And the players said that themselves. Coaches have said that themselves. No excuses. Leave those behind in 2020. I want to see these guys come out and ready to go. I don't want to see anybody trying to figure out what the offensive line is like uh, game one against Georgia. That'll get you beat. I don't want to see them trying to figure out different things. I want to see them be so determined and driven from spring all the way through that they're ready to go and win this thing because they have the talent. I've said this a lot on the show today. The sky is the limit for this team. I'm excited about it and you should be too. With that said, we've reached the end of the episode. I want to thank each and every one of you sincerely for all your support. This may be my last episode. Some things are changing and I need to move on, but I appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to listen and support Locked On Clemson. If you want to keep up with me, you can find me over at Twitter at Ellis Tolbert. That's E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T. -E you can also find me at 4th and 16 Sports. That comes on every Tuesday, 
7 p.m. Eastern. You can find that on YouTube at 4th and 16 Sports and Facebook at 4th and 16 Sports. If you'll all do me a huge favor and please support the next host here at Locked On Clemson as you supported me all this time, which I am very grateful for. I know he's going to be a knockout guy. Make him feel a part of the Clemson family. Make him feel all in. That's what it's all about. As always, it's great to be a Clemson Tiger. Have a great weekend, and I'll catch you on the flip side.